You're listening to Inside North Central Massachusetts, powered by the North Central Massachusetts Chamber of Commerce. Welcome to the Inside North Central Massachusetts podcast. Travis Condon here, and today I'm happy to be joined by Chief Executive Officer for Aging Services of North Central Massachusetts. We have Lori Richardson on the line with us. Lori, how are you? Good, Travis. How are you today? Doing very well. Glad to have you be a part of the podcast. Now, a lot of folks might see the name Aging Services in North Central Massachusetts. Maybe they've seen the branding as well. We're going to talk about your rebranding later on. Uh, but for those who might have heard the name Aging Services in North Central Massachusetts, what exactly is it that your organization does for the region? We are formally known as Monachusett Home Care Corporation. Mm-hmm. Not going to get into the history of us being around for 48 years in North Central Massachusetts. We came about in the 70s uh, out of the Older American Act in the 1960s of uh, President John F. Kennedy. Our name, Home Care, back in the day, we would uh, provide case management services to bring home care into older adults' home. We used to say senior citizens. Now it's older Mm -hmm. adults. Things change. Things change. Our core mission here today, as it was yesterday, is to empower people with the right information for them, comprehensive information, so they can make personalized choices for them and their family members. If you were to do a Google search, was Google around in the 70s, 80s, 90s, do do a Google search, we are overloaded with information regarding trying to take care of our older adults. Mm -hmm. That's what we do. We provide the information. We provide the assessments. We provide subcontractors, providers that go over the threshold that uh, supply the direct care. So, in other words, we are North Central Mass Aging Service Access Point with a go-to nonprofit with any questions regarding caring for a loved one who was aging. And so you really are kind of a one-stop shop for those who have who are older themselves or have someone in their family who's of the older population. Absolutely, Travis. We are the one-stop shop. Doesn't mean we do it all. Doesn't mean mm-hmm. we do it all, but we can help with the information to try to narrow it, narrow down the information for that particular person or that mm-hmm. family member. Too often And it goes without saying, you blink an eye, and what happened to my parents? They're older. They're older. Uh, The aunt, the uncle, the neighbor. I don't feel as I'm aging at the same rate as my parents, but we all are. We all are. And with the aging process comes different needs, individualized needs. It's not, we, we don't age in the same momentum. We each require different support. And that's what we're about at Aging Services. Now, Laura, you mentioned the change in referring to the older generation as you know, folks that are aging as opposed to senior citizens. Is that really what spurred the um, desire to go through that rebrand last year of your organization? What really spurred it was, who are we? Montachusett Home Care Corporation. Members that work with us know us, the hospitals, uh, the Council on Aging, they, they know Montachusett Home Care, but it's th- those people that don't know us yet, 
So, so we did a survey. Um, new marketing officer joined us, David Genesi. You might know him from the Chamber of Commerce. Thank you very much. Well, we did a study and we reached out to uh, people in our community and people that would need to know us in the future didn't know us. Were we a property development firm? Did we do roof repair? Did we do the direct services? We want people to have an understanding just by our name, Aging Services, North Central Massachusetts. That, that was what prompted us for the name change. Now, in addition to the name change, I know you also had a logo change, and I understand that logo has a lot of uh, kind of local history ties with the apple. Oh, the, the apple blossom. It was uh, very unique as we went through the uh, process. Our previous logo was a maple leaf. Um, again, things make sense in the past, but as you move forward, you, you start to say, how can we improve? How can we have a connection with our community? We all know North Central Massachusetts, Johnny Appleseed, uh, the, the apple orchards that we are known for, Hollis Hills, things of that nature. And when we look at the apple blossom itself, we made the connection within the, the petals is our focus, the consumer, the older adult, the family member. With the five petals, that resonates with who we are as an agency, our people. We are nothing, nothing, nothing. Any company, any agency in North Central Massachusetts, Massachusetts, and the nation, we are absolutely nothing without the people that we employ. So people, power tools, power tools, our financing, and also our technology. We use the word power tools. Our programs, the vast array of programs from even making a phone call into our agency to the other state-funded programs we have. Our providers, most, most people think we provide direct care support. We don't, we subcontract. And finally, our public. So people, power tools, programs, providers, and public all focused in on our consumer. That, that's the apple blossom. That's what we stand for, and that's what we believe day in and day out. Now, a lot of the work that you do um, has a lot of face-to-face -face interaction. Your subcontractors would have a lot of kind of hands-on interaction. Um, what has the impact of COVID-19 been on aging services of North Central Massachusetts? Just like pretty much any other agency company in North Central Massachusetts, again, Massachusetts, the nation, the world, we've all been impacted personally and professionally. We serve the most vulnerable people when it comes to COVID. You know, what we look at the statistics of those uh, unfortunate deaths that of because of COVID. So our providers have uh, personal protective equipment along with our staff when we go into the house as well. We follow CDC guidelines. It's the, the, the safety is paramount with this virus. When we went through the branding, we had a ribbon cutting. We, one point in time, the end of June last year, 
we didn't have masks on. It's almost we could breathe. We had some fresh air. We had some hope. Here we are, the virus is changing. Here we are looking at what K95 masks we have. How do we ensure the safety? No, no safety is guaranteed whether you're vaccinated or not, but how can we have the tools in our tool chest to make sure that people are protected? And that's one thing you'll notice. Um, we do have some billboards up in Gardner and Fitchburg just promoting the vaccine. The, the population we serve, more vulnerable. Just mm -hmm. vaccine, catch up, get that booster shot. That, that's what we're all about. And you mentioned a more vulnerable population. You know, it's not like you're dealing with these folks like in a store environment where people are coming and going. I mean, you're dealing with them where your providers are meeting with them in close spaces for longer amounts of time. And as you mentioned, it's a more vulnerable population. So I'm sure it's a whole different set of concerns than some of the other establishments out there in, in the region might have. Absolutely. Absolutely. And and I call the our providers, our direct care workers, they're the warriors. They're, you know, they're crossing the threshold every single day. Mm -hmm. And it's not only the, the homemaking and the personal care, which is necessary. It's also the one-on-one -on -one contact, the hello, the eye contact. How are you doing? It's a continuum of care that is so important. I, the, this is a podcast. You look terrific today. Travis, you Thanks. look fantastic. You got this really cool hat on. You got a beautiful map of North Central Massachusetts behind you. You look terrific. But if I were to go there, I could be tripping over boxes. I could mm -hmm. see on a visual level, oh, my gosh, Travis is limping. What happened, Travis? We do need to be able to see people face-to-face, eyeball-to-eyeball, especially – as we age, things happen. Things happen. Something can happen. And I know my parents, they don't want to bother, quote, the kids. They don't, no big deal, no big deal. Well, if we take care of the no big deals earlier on, we can prevent the big deals from happening. So mm -hmm. we, we go forth this journey with our providers, with our case managers, with our nurses on this journey. The other thing I often think about is the kind of isolation uh, with the COVID-19 pandemic for our aging population. That's always a concern, even when we weren't in a pandemic in terms of interaction with these folks. So um, for you and for your, your subcontractors and your providers, um, in addition to being able to spot those kind of no big deals, how crucial is it to keep that interaction, that engagement um, with these aging individuals? Oh, it's vital. It's absolutely vital. It's I don't even think we've tipped the iceberg on the issues regarding the social isolation, uh, the depression, substance abuse, mental health issues. We're all wary, Travis. Even those of us that look at wellness and health and tr try to have the best game face on, it gets tiring. It gets tiring. Um, we have wonderful people during the peak of the pandemic who were in nursing homes, couldn't see their loved ones. We've had people mm -hmm. celebrate those milestone birthdays. Everything was different. We've had people, funerals. 
but we couldn't even celebrate the funeral as we are accustomed to as a society. So that, that interaction, those hellos matter. Those how are you doings do matter. With uh, making opportunity count, mock, they're a subcontractor of ours. They deliver meals, dropping off that meal. Our Council on Aging, being able to also be another level of outreach to our older population in our communities. But we do have a terrific, terrific web of support here, but COVID has given us some cracks. And I can say that we have responded to COVID, but it has forced us to reimagine how to work going forward. And as you do work at moving forward, um, when you deal with upticks and rises in COVID-19, um, I know there are some folks that have to have those face-to-face interactions. What percentage of your employees would you say um, can work from home when we are seeing a surge like we are right now? Travis, um, back in the day, it was before COVID was even in our vocabulary. I had a friend who had family members in Italy and he sent me, sent me a text message and he said, if the United States even gets 5% of what's going on in Europe, everything's gonna change. So it was March 16th, we made the pivot and everything in the state happened so quickly around the same time, we went remote immediately. Did we have the technology, all of the technology to just turn a switch? Absolutely not, absolutely not. We were able to make fast and quick investments in technology, train our staff, Hiccups galore, hiccups galore, but it was all hands on deck working from your home. So we did go fully remote. We, we also have to take the lessons we have learned from COVID and continue to learn from COVID. It is not about where someone sits in an office. It's where can someone be most productive, efficient, quality services. Vast majority of our workers can do that at home. We recognize that, we encourage that because we want them, again, workforce shortage. You know, I, I heard that North Central Chamber of Commerce had Taco, Taco Tuesday and um, someone's quesadilla was overlooked. Everyone's short staffed. We're looking for employees too. So what we have to be able to attract retain quality, quality staff. That, that's, that's what employer, employees want. They want flexibility. And beyond just the job and the paycheck, what we've been witnessing for years now is that value, making a positive difference in someone's life. It, it's that intangible, not just in the paycheck, we got to pay our bills, but that intangible where you know that you are making a positive difference. That's what we promote. While we're on the subject of positions and workforce challenges, I understand there are some opportunities for local folks that could join your organization and make a difference. Can you tell us about some of the positions that you currently have open? 
Primarily, what we have two sets of positions that are open, nurses and case managers. I just checked in with our nurse manager this morning. We have two vacancies. We are filling these vacancies not because our advertising is the best that it can be. It is through word of mouth, absolutely through word of mouth. Our nurses are tired in the hospitals and what they do. And this provides working at ASNCM provides, I don't like saying work-life balance because it puts work in front of life. We say balance. Why can't we have it all? Why can't we have it all? So our nursing vacancies, we have one offer out and just one more we're looking for is, is really our best recruiters are our current staff. The, the other uh, positions we're looking for, case manager positions. We have a couple of different programs. We'll, we'll put some fancy acronyms on them, um, state home care, GSSC, AFC. Bottom line is that they are case managers who meet with our consumers, find out what the needs are, do the assessments, and set up a care of plan. So those are the two main um, openings that we do have. You mentioned the word of mouth, and if you talk to an employee of Aging Services in North Central Mass, one thing that might come up is the employee wellness. Can you tell us a little bit more about those efforts? I know you mentioned the balance a few minutes ago, but can you dive into a little more about that kind of commitment to ensuring that balance for your employees? It's so important. When we look at ourselves, we have working parents, we have pulled in so many directions. We have school, we have news, we have family members. We all have stuff going on. Everyone has their own journey. Work is an important part of that journey. So if we, if we can support the whole person, not just the, the doer, the task, what did you do? We, we support the whole person in terms of wellness. This past year, we had a step challenge. We just, last week, we had an outside party come in and um, do a seminar on sleep. We just bought a subscription to a meditation app called Calm, C-A-L-M. Again, is it one, one size fits all? One person would say, no, I'm not interested in that, but I will uh, take a walk on the treadmill in the wellness room that we opened prior to COVID. So we really want to just have options for employees because guess what? I bet you get stressed out on occasion with what you do, Travis. It's okay to take that walk. It's okay to have the fresh air. Even though we're all working remotely, there is no reason why we cannot have a team environment where we support each other. We can't fix everything. We don't have a magic wand. And sometimes we see, a lot of times we see tough, tough stories. we got to support each other. If we're supporting each other, we're able to support our consumers and our families. And right now we are chatting with Lori Richardson. She is the Chief Executive Officer of Aging Services in North Central Massachusetts. And at the beginning of the conversation, we touched a little bit on the storied history um, that your organization has in the region over 40 years uh, worth of service. 
to North Boy, Central Mass. Travis. I, I, I was a CFO at this agency, this so if I don't get the years right, I'm going to get in trouble. So 48 <laughs> years and two years will be 50 years old. Well, we can we can round it. We can say nearly 50 if that helps. We can, <laughs> we can round it up a little bit. Get you a little close. And during that time, you've made a lot of impressions. Um, and, and nationally, uh, you're, you're getting recognition for this. Can you tell us a little bit about the recent um, opportunity to have a national impact that you're presented with? Oh, again, as a result of COVID, as a result of COVID, we have a protective service department here at Aging Services of North Central Mass. We're one of 25 agencies across the state. Majority of the ASAPs have a protective service unit, and we do investigations on elder abuse, fraud, self-neglect, caregiver neglect. And during the peak of COVID, um, there were no vaccines. If you can remember, it was even toilet paper was a concern. There was just so much uncertainty, so much anxiety. And I'm not saying that well, we still have uncertainty and anxiety today, but it was at the peak. It was at the peak. Protective services, we need to see what's going on. There's alleged abuse. There's alleged neglect. How do we get a visual? How do we get a visual on these people? Remember, it was even getting PPE was difficult. You know, just taking a pause back in time, it was whoa, whoa. So, again, with the technology, um, our IT manager, Jason Dwyer, uh, Director of PS, Janine DiMarzio, who's been with us 27 years. Jason joined us from uh, Fitchburg State. We pose the question, how do we get the visual on those people we're investigating? The use of tablets and smartphones and processes established. And basically, we were able to do all of our visits with utilizing the tablets. There were questions, well, will our adult, older adult population be able to manage these tablets? We had it set up, they press a button, they see it. We can go in the car or the lobby, have longer than a 15 minute interview and assessment. We could see their living quarters as well. Even if there was an issue, we still had that 15 minutes of being able to go in and do that as well. Executive Office of Elder Affairs subsequently asked us to, they're our funding source as well, um, asked us to present this with them at a con, uh, conference in San Diego, California, National Adult Protective Services Association. So uh, EOEA, Bree Cunningham, Janine DiMarzio, Leanne McCarthy, uh, Leanne Kelly from our agency went, did the presentation and the beauty of it, Travis, we had technical difficulties during the presentation. We're doing a presentation on technology and there were technical difficulties. So goes life, right? So goes life. It's not the obstacles, it's how you handle the obstacles. 
The presentation went so well that Los Angeles County um, asked for our specs and our processes. We recently had a uh, Zoom meeting with Protective Services of LA County. And I'm like, oh, LA County, I know that's big. How big is it? They have 6 million residents. I'm like, oh, that's a little bit bigger than North Central Massachusetts. <laughs> But really, they they saw the technology. They're bringing the technology forward in a trial basis, and it's we all learn together. It's all about collaboration, learning from someone else. So we are a resource. We've uh, an agency from Vermont is also a fallout from that uh, presentation as well and also the Commonwealth of Massachusetts. There's some grants that Executive Office of Elder Affairs has gotten where they're going to roll out this technology across Massachusetts. Wow. Someday, someday COVID might go, right? We all hope for that. Does that mean what we've learned in all this technology is gonna be part of our rearview mirror? Absolutely not, absolutely not. We're, we're going to be able to use it for um, safety checks. If we have someone in the house with an alleged perpetrator, what we can have resources there, cutting down on paperwork that needs to be signed. And also there are homes that are very risky to go into, Board of Health standards. So we're using what we learned here and also bringing that forward within our agency as well. And Lori, for you as the CEO of an organization, to know that this plan, uh, the, this initiative that you and your team put together is now being picked up nationwide and other states and other communities are, are using it to better their aging population. You know, what kind of a feeling is that uh, for you and for your team to know that you're having that much of an impact? Well, you, you know what, Travis? It feels good. We leave our ego on on the uh, coat rack, so to speak. If we can make a positive difference to a consumer and their family in North Central Massachusetts, that's a great win. If we can help out LA County, that's a great win. Our biggest challenge is ahead of us. You know, what what's next? Remember Tom Brady? And I'm not I'm not comparing myself to Tom Brady. He doesn't look at the past. He looks at the future. That's what we do at ASNCM because my biggest concern is in North Central Massachusetts, who needs us? What is that unmet need? And there are challenges in North Central Massachusetts getting the direct care workers on the front line because you can see it. It's workforce crisis right now, workforce crisis. But thank you, Travis. Uh, I, my, my appreciation, my kudos goes to my staff, the IT, the program folks, everyone that overcame the obstacle and make, making it work and also realizing there's hiccups along the way. Nothing is ever perfect. We learn, we move on. Now, as you look to move forward, as you mentioned with your Tom Brady analogy, uh, workforce development, do you see that as being kind of the number one challenge uh, aging services of North Central Massachusetts is up against right now? 
I, I would say so. And this is across uh, North Central Mass. And I, I keep, I sound like a broken record. Now I'm dating myself with records. It's across the nation. It's absolutely across the nation. I, I teach um, at UMA, UMass Boston, the geront gerontology graduate program. And we do take a look at other states across the nation, getting the direct care workers across the threshold to provide those services. We as a nation, we as a state, we in North Central Massachusetts have the highest wait list we have ever had. Right now at ASNCM, we have 178 consumers um, needing help. They've been assessed for services. They have the need for the services. We're working with our 46 providers to bring those services in. Our providers are trying to attract and retain the workers. It's just whether it's restaurants or crossing the threshold, that the challenge is there. And we've been working with um, Executive Office of Elder Affairs, our legislators, to try to take a look at what can we do for education? What can we do to work with universities? Fitchburg State, for example, creating certificate programs, have the education free. So if someone looks to join this workforce, they can do it the training free of charge and come to a provider. And also looking at the rates of pay looking at the rates of pay. And uh, I can say that it's collaborative, but with inflation and the challenges, you, you know that there is pressure. There's pressure on our providers and on us as nonprofit agencies to be able to attract and retain workers. And for those who are joining us right now, we've been chatting with Lori Richardson, the, the CEO of Aging Services of North Central Mass. Now, if people are listening to this podcast and they're hearing about your mission, hearing about all that you offer, and they want a chance to be a part of that, or if they themselves know someone who's in need of the many services and connections that you can provide, what's the best way for them to get in touch with Aging Services of North Central Massachusetts? Uh, you can call us, 978-537-7411, or you can check out our new website, agingservicesma.org. Uh, what We have developed a website where we have a searchable database that we keep putting more and more into. You can look up our information and referral department, enter some basic information, and we will be calling you back. Lori Richardson, thank you so much for being a part of the Inside North Central Massachusetts podcast. I know you're busy, so I do appreciate your time today. Thank you. Thank you, Travis. A real pleasure. All the best. You've been listening to Inside North Central Massachusetts. This podcast is produced by the North Central Massachusetts Chamber of Commerce. For more information on this episode, links to other episodes on Podbean, or if you have any questions, please visit northcentralmass.com.